Hello everyone. Uh, today we are at Property Book. Mark kindly invited us out to see the new facility and to chat about the property and residential space in Zimbabwe. Mark, how are you? Good, thank you, Valentine. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. Uh, so we're here at the new facility. Um, so, so from what I hear, it's Property Book is not just uh, you know a website. It's, it's more than that. Can you just get, in, get into what you've been up to for the last, I don't know, three, four years? So Property Book started about six years ago. Um, we've been a property portal since that basically... Um, we list all major real estate agents and they all list their properties onto our website and then we're a one-stop shop for users. Instead of contacting individual um, state agents and spending a lot of time doing searches, um, you, you simply come onto Property Book and set your filters, do your search and there'll be a refined set of properties from all sorts of estate agents out there that you can you can contact. Over the last sort of two years, um, I've got heavily involved in, in Property Book. This year we've launched six different websites and they are all in the property um, property um, niche markets, shall I say. So we've got one in for Harare only, Harare Rentals. We've got one in Bulawayo only, Bulawayo Property. We've got an on-show website where we where we list all properties that are, are on show within Zimbabwe. Again, trying to help the user, trying to slow the search time down. Um, we've got one called OTM, which is free listings. Uh-huh. And then we have um, stands.co.zw, which is a land-only website, okay. land, farm, stands. And then our final website is rooms.co.zw, and that is a room listing website. It's free to use, free to list. It's just uh, a traffic a traffic website, um, and we're just trying to educate the market and bring and sort of try and conquer the bogus agent problem and get every get property transactions into a more formal setting within Zimbabwe. I see. I'm, I'm one of those people who's uh, dealt with those bogus agents. They tell you, ah, oh, come by, get a $10 viewing fee and all that. And you think that's how the industry works, but, but it doesn't. Yeah. So I stumbled across Property Book. I think it was in, uh, when was it? I think January, when I was moving January. Uh, that's when I, where I found uh, the, 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 I think it was Kenan Properties, where I found the place that I'm staying at now. Uh, and I found it really easy to use. Uh, I'm not doing this because you invited us here, but it's just the truth. <laughs> it was very simple to use. Yeah, thank um, you. The, the filters were really good. I got price ranges were great as well. A number of sites don't have that uh, granularness when it comes to like prices. Yeah. And it does. So for those who don't understand the model, because most business people will listen to this and they want to think about the business model. So you've got Property Book and you've got all these agent sites uh, beneath. How does, how, does, how does it work from top down? So basically, we are all for the users. We are, we are a property platform that makes the user's life as easy as it can be. Like you mentioned, we've got all your filters. You can refine your searches. You can search by bathrooms, bedrooms, area, um, prices, property types, and you can do all of that. So that's making the user's life easier and uh, with a one-stop shop with, with all the estate agents listed with us. Um, we obviously charge um, the state agents then to list their properties mm-hmm. on our uh, on our website. It's a big misconce- misconception out there. Everyone thinks property books in a state agency. Um, even if some of, if some of the state agents um, will 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 not really understand exactly what our model is. But we are basically a property portal, mm-hmm. and we list estate agents. They put all their properties on our website. Right now, we've got about five thousand properties listed on our website that's both rentals and sales and rooms and um, that includes land as well so basically we charge a fixed fee to the estate agents 
and that is our revenue model there. Okay. What we don't do, which is another misconception, is charge commission. Mm-hmm. We are not involved in property transactions or property sales. And an estate agent pays to put a property onto our website, and um, then when a user comes on our website, finds their property, they contact the state agent straight away. We know nothing. We we obviously log it as a stat because we've got to report to our state agents um, their inquiries, so they're happy with our service. But we do not get involved in in commissions or or any of the negotiations on the property. We are, are simply a marketplace. We we we, also, we we like to also call ourselves sort of a property marketing agency. Okay. So it's basically the, the estate agents do everything and you guys just facilitate the software and the... And the Correct. Business. We are the software behind. And, and I think that's where we, we're going uh-huh. is we are going towards being the software behind the property industry. Okay. So just to give you an example, um, um, Pam Golding and, and Kenan Properties, as, as, as two, two of our examples, have a website that we've built for them. Uh-huh. We've built that website for them and... They don't have to worry about hosting, um, r- registration, looking after the emails. They don't have to worry about that. We take that all away from them. All they have to do is log on to their own website, list their properties on their own website. Our Property Book Cloud, which is what we launched um, on the 7th of January this year, our Property Book Cloud does the rest. It pulls the property from their website onto Property Book, Harari Rentals, Onshow Rooms, Stands, um, all of our websites. So basically, we are the software behind that. Then if they want to further market these properties, we've got mailing lists. We've got the biggest property mailing list in Zimbabwe and the longest one that's going. And it's got about 30,000 users on it. And yeah, that's about six years old as well. Um, If they want to boost on Facebook, instead of running their own marketing division, and um, hiring someone to, to boost their properties and look after their Facebook, we do all of that. You click a button, promote your property, and then you choose how you want to promote it. Okay. So obviously all properties are listed on our website, but certain properties deserve special attention. You know, let's say it's a million-dollar property. Yeah. Uh, you've got to spend a little bit more on marketing it, you know. Yeah. So we've got a button you click promote on Facebook. How much do you want to boost it for? And that will go straight onto our Facebook page. We've got a, another button you click send it out on to our mailing list and offer goes to our mailing list. Then you can also feature it on our website. Uh, there's other banners and that that you can select. So basically, we like to see ourselves, especially in the future, as the software arm mm-hmm. and the marketing arm for estate agents. Okay. One of the other things we've been asked to do by a lot of estate agents, we haven't got around to it yet, mm-hmm. um, we've had quite a busy year launching all these websites, is a rental management software or okay. a property management software. Nice. And that's basically taking one further stress away from the agents you know they don't have to have to look at their previous records of tenants um, you know that they will they will know in their system they've got notes there who did pay who didn't pay what mm-hmm. this property rented for last time what it should rent for this time and yeah um, other than that you know we we've got a really good team of builders of, of web builders um, and we're always building uh, we're always building something new and our our really goal is to to build anything that's needed within the property property field. So continuously, agents are asking us to build things, mm-hmm. um, certain things to make their lives a bit easier, and we feel like we're ahead of the market in that game. Well, you just mentioned uh, rental management is something that I feel is very, very, very good, very useful for the market because it's a conversation we were having internally about uh, credit scores. So Zimbabwe doesn't have a credit scoring yeah. system. 
and with millennials and Gen Xs to some degree still renting pro- properties, you can't leverage your um, your your rental property as, yes. part, of, as part of a loan. Yes. So a re- rental management could inform a credit a credit scoring system, correct, and making yeah. sure that people know that yeah, you no, know, he paid his rents all the time. He made his commitment. So you're lower risk to the banks. So if you guys get that out, that'll be very interesting. I think integration with companies like ZimSwitch and banks would be really good. It'll help a lot of Zimbabweans probably get credit that they need. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we're still antiquated in terms of, of, of looking at, uh, at, at uh, loan and credit yeah. facilities. Sure. We have thought about it. We've, we've thought of that rating system for contractors as well, letting mm-hmm. contractors list with us and yeah. letting ratings happen. Um, same as the rentals, rental scores and that. But it's very tricky in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, if you're in a bigger, more impersonal um, country like South Africa or the UK, you can, you can just pull those things off. Here, a credit score happens, you know, everyone knows everyone in, in this country. Yeah. <laughs> the people that we give a bad credit score are going to know me personally. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a tricky one. We need to work with the agents and figure out a way around it. Um, I think f- the starting point there would be the state agents having their own credit score internal. Okay. So it's not public. All right. So we could do it, but going public with it is quite tricky. Yeah, it is. But I think at some point we will get to the stage where it's impersonal. Like it, it will we will get yeah, there. We'll get there. We but will it will get take there time. Eventually. So if you guys build a foundation for that, you yeah. kind of undercut the market. Yeah. And I like what you said when you said that we're the software backbone of the of the property market. Uh, people usually say the biggest transport company in the world doesn't own vehicles. It's yes. Uber. So I think that's where you guys are headed in, in what I yes. feel the right direction. Definitely. So my next curiosity is how do you manage all of this? Renting all the sites, the clouds, the the, the, the the agents and all that. We've got a very good team. Um, a year and a half ago, um, I said two, two years ago earlier, but it was about a year and eight months ago, there were three of us. It was myself, our senior web developer, and accounts. There were three of us running the whole company. We've got 10 people now. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from, we've got, a, we've got three people doing web development for us. We've got a few interns doing various analysis on, on sectors and trying to look for new things to do. And we've got a professional photographer, we offer drone footage, and then inst- we didn't even used to have a sales rep, to, to well, put it like that. We had zero sales reps um, two years ago, and we've got, we've got two now, and we are looking for a third. We are our next movers to expand into Bulawayo. Nice. So people the- see you guys now as a big company. Yes. You've earned that right. But in truth, you're a startup. You started with as, as all companies in the world. If you looked at us a year and six months ago, mm. our traffic was a quarter or a fifth of where it's at. Our properties were our property listings on the website were probably a quarter to half of where they were. Um, we had one website, there were three of us, so everything's pretty much expanded fivefold. And we, we have to expand at this at this pace. Um, you know, the tech world as you guys would know best, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can go home at night and it's hard to relax because <laughs> you want to think of the next thing because if you're not thinking of the next thing, someone is. Someone is. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing on, on, the, on the tech side, there's been about 14 property portals that launched this year in Zimbabwe. Everyone thinks it's easy. Uh, let me tell you, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's been a long six years. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. Um, and at the end of the day, without the team, you know, it just, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't move at the pace that it is. True. Yeah. And also people will be curious about, well, I'm curious, to be honest, about the funding of the scaling. Because when we see companies scale, 
we know there's significant funds yeah. uh, behind it. So where would you say that you source uh, funding or where have you uh, found capital to be able to, to scale at this size? Sure. So um, most of it's been personal. Um, I've, I have had partners in the future. Unfortunately, with the landscape of Zim, things changed so quickly yeah. and, and they left the country. One of them left the country. The other um, gentleman decided to go, go on his own venture. Okay. So I'm very, which is not what you're supposed to do. I am very attached to Property Book. Um, I'm emotionally attached to Property <laughs> Book. And anyone can say that you shouldn't get attached to businesses. But when you six years down the line, and you have to make the decision, which is two years ago, do I reinvest in property book and really get it going, or do I let property book fold? And that's an emotional attachment right there, and I had to make the choice of investing in it and getting it to getting it to a higher level. Um, you know, before this, we, we had no billboards, we weren't on radio, we just, we weren't, we weren't that present. We've always been present on Facebook. We've dominated Facebook from day one. We actually launched property book, well, Harari Rentals Groups, mm-hmm. in 2006. Only in 2015 did property book launch. Wow. So we've been running fa- Facebook property in Zim mm-hmm. um, groups. We've actually about 94 groups um, that, we, that we actively manage. Um, so we've always done that, but what we've been lacking is the more expensive um, types of marketing, the billboards, the flyers, the, the radio, and that, mm-hmm. which has allowed us to access a different market you know you've got your facebook followers but you've got your let's say you've got your serious property buyers and the, it might be the billboard that catches them it might be the flyer it might be radio so we're trying to um, diversify our marketing across all platforms to make sure that we we really are the are the one-stop um we are the place to go should i say okay. um, for property so is that balance of um traditional digital marketing because most companies, especially uh, uh, companies born in the digital age, yes. never really consider traditional marketing and billboards and stuff as important. Correct. They think Facebook ads and Twitter ads and you know uh, Google ads is enough. Yeah. So you've seen in your experience that it's, 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 it's an imperative actually to have traditional marketing available. Yes, it is. So we we launched and we we do we, we do a lot on Facebook, a lot on Google, mm-hmm. and you know we're all online. Everyone that is online knows about Property Book. Um, but there's a big market out there, and due to you know the middle class in Zimbabwe that has probably dwindled over the last ten mm. years or even longer than that, the prop there's not that many property buyers out there. There's a few very wealthy property buyers, and then there's a lot of us that can't afford to buy a property. Mm. So what we found is the people that that can afford to buy the properties need the traditional marketing. So if you want to talk about cost effectiveness. Yeah. If we pay Facebook ten dollars, we'll get we'll get a thousand clicks, a thousand people visit our website from ten dollars. If we spend a thousand dollars on a billboard, we might get five users. But those five users might buy three properties. I see. The thousand clicks bought no properties and they just had a look. So we've had to go traditional. Um, we we actually did run a magazine. In our first two years of operation, uh, sorry, from year two to year three of operation, we ran a magazine. We might consider bringing that back, um, and that's purely a loss leader. It, it, it's very hard to monetize print. Mm-hmm. Um, to try, uh, You've seen a lot of magazines in Zim come and go. Yeah. It's very hard to monetize, but for us it was a loss leader. It made sense, um, but then when the rates ran uh, a 
few Octobers ago. Yeah. Um, it ended overnight. It was magazine every single month for two years and then immediately, not even, no, no, no questions asked, closed, you know, when the rate ran. And yeah. it was just, you couldn't access Forex. Um, no one was willing to spend anything on print and we, we had to stop it then. Yeah. What we have done since that is we've expanded into radio flags, billboards and flyers and quite a lot of physical physical things, which is our current sort of traditional tra- traditional marketing. So when you see, uh, when we talk about effectiveness of the platform, because we know the biggest is billboards, people drive past those every day and it's obviously placement where you put it, the market yeah. you're trying to reach. But radio is an under undertapped opportunity for, for for businesses because radio is everyone has one. Uh, I remember with, with doing um, what was it Zimstat brought out statistics showing that more homes in Zimbabwe have a radio than they have a TV. Yes, and this is more rural and rural settings and even in uh, peri-urban settings as well as you go inside Harare. Uh, so how have you tackled the radio issue? Because most people I've spoken to, especially founders and CEOs in the digital age, in the digital space, yep. really can't figure out how to do radio. So I, I'm not surprised you say that. Radio is tough. Um, in, in our game, same as your game, mm-hmm. it's all about traffic numbers. You know, when I speak to an estate agent, I will show them exactly how many users are on Property Book right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 45 people looking at properties in Property Book right now. There's 120, 150,000 people looking at Property Book per month. Mm-hmm. So I, I can have a conversation with someone and they're willing to pay for my services because I'm a, I'm, it's, it's transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, Google, luckily enough, Google has analytics and they can't do that. My biggest issue with radio is it's a thumbsuck. The stats out there, I've seen all those stats, mm-hmm. they don't make any sense because you can't, you can't tell mm-hmm. how many people have radios on. Yeah. Google can tell how many people are looking at your website. So we do spend quite a bit on radio, and that's because we just feel like it's another another angle. Mm -hmm. But in terms of if I had to drop something because of budget, I would drop radio first Mm -hmm. because I just have no idea. You know, if it was a billboard, I could we could have someone stand there and count how many cars pass five mornings in a row and work it out and judge our effectiveness. Mm -hmm. But radio, you're in the dark, Um, and that's the biggest struggle with that. Um, and I don't. There, there's really no solution for that. They've obviously got got the the Google Analytics stats for people that are live streaming on yeah. on the internet. But unlike us, they're just not that transparent. They don't want to show us their stats. And I feel like it's because the stats say 11 million people are listening to radio, and their stats might be significantly less than less that. that yeah. Because it's um, a black box. You can't exactly go into every home and count. Correct. And the radio doesn't ping back. It's still uh, analog. It's not digital where you Correct. can try yeah. to get a read of who's listening to what yeah. and where. In the future, that'll change, I guess. Yeah. They will, they'll find ways of, as everything becomes more digital, of of figuring out how to give us proper stats. But until then, you will see that um, radio is dominated mostly by corporates. Um, you know, corporates that are pushing huge, huge brands mm-hmm. and they just have to be absolutely everywhere. And they have the money to do that because Correct. they can split yeah. 20 grand to yeah. be on like prime time. As a startup, the last place yeah. you want to spend money is radio. <laughs> First place is Facebook. Everyone yeah. knows Facebook is the easiest mm-hmm. and, and, and the best. Google's very expensive. Google, um, to put it in perspective, if you spend $10 on Facebook, you, you, we could get it with the right type of property. Mm-hmm. We could get a thousand clicks. Google, if you spend $10, I would guesstimate you get like 30 clicks, 20 clicks, maybe less than that. It's But again, a click from 
from someone on Google is better than someone on Facebook. Because when people are browsing Facebook, they are browsing because they're being social. Um, so they're often looking at a house because it looked nice and they want to see it. Mm. Whereas if you're on Google, you may be reading an article and you're a bit more in a bit more of a serious mood. And if you want, if you click on a property advert, it's because you're interested in property. Mm. You're not just going to wander off to look at this nice big house. Mm. You know what we find is a lot of people. Um, at work, I guess, in their work environments, will be the ones just browsing our Facebook, right, see. Our, our, our Facebook ads, and having a look at what properties are available. So, from the information you have from all of the sites you run uh, and your own platforms, have you seen peak periods of moving or interest, especially in rental properties? Um, so, the rental game, I can't talk too much about because it's it's dead. Um, since since um, Redollarization. I don't know. There's been so many dollarizations. I don't know which one we're in. <laughs> but um, there are. There is no liquidity in the rental market. To okay. put into perspective, five years ago we had a thousand rentals on our books. We are, are, are hands down the, the the biggest rental platform in Zimbabwe, and that is because of our Harare Rentals Group. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've run that for so many years. It's got like thirty thousand users. It's not like any other Facebook group that's got a hundred thousand users. You know, we actively manage it only certain properties, and it's the go-to Facebook group for rentals. So we had a thousand rentals mm-hmm. five years ago. We have five hundred now. Okay. And we've expanded and. On, on the on the sales side, we had a thousand. Now we've got almost four thousand. So we've definitely expanded as a company, um, but the rental numbers have dwindled, and that is down to two reasons. There are not many sole mandates out there. People don't like to give agents sole mandates as often as they used to, um, which is something we don't like because agents then can't fully spend on that property, knowing that six other agents are trying to sell the same property. I guess. Which is unfortunate. We're going to a bit of a more impersonal environment um, where you don't just stick with one person. Yeah. Um, and then the other main fact. So if, if there's no sole mandates, obviously people are not willing to pay to put them on the website. So that's something that you that that homeowners might not really be aware of. If you're not giving sole mandates, you're not your agent might not be marketing as well as you you would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason, which is by far the biggest reason, is if you were renting out a house for $1,000 in, let's say, 2015 before before the chaos started, yeah. um, 2015-16 before the chaos started, and your house was going for $1,000, then the rate started going, and then your tenant was paying you an RTGS. Mm-hmm. At one point, your tenant was giving you, like, let's say, $100 of the $1,000, mm-hmm. and you had, to, you had to now go and negotiate. And it got a bit tiring um, for owners and estate agents to to keep negotiating with their tenants. So a lot of what I saw happen was, okay, tenant, let's talk. Why don't we let why don't we stop negotiating and just do US dollars again uh-huh. at five hundred dollars? So the rental rental prices halved or or went down a third, let's say went down thirty to fifty percent. Uh-huh. Because we didn't want to negotiate about the rate every month. We just wanted some, we wanted Forex. They didn't have as much Forex. As you know, salaries went down 50% across the country um, or even more than that as the rate ran. So because of that reason, there hasn't been much property movement. If, if you took that $1,000 property, which you're now getting 500 for, and you put it on the market, you probably aren't even going to get $500 for it because there's not many people with US around. Right. So people just sort of, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to just, 
stay with my current tenant. Something's better than nothing, and I'm not going to try and remarket it. I think that's changing now. I think Zim's in a very good space. Um, I think I think salaries have readjusted. I would say they are um, speaking to a, to a recruitment agent yesterday. They've probably doubled in U.S. dollar terms okay. over the last 18 months, um, and that's because the dip happened. And then we've made a recovery. You know, we've had good agricultural seasons, and you know, Zim. I be, I believe Zim's in a, in a fantastic space. We've got the looming problem of the auction, yeah. obviously, yeah. but. Um, I think we're in a better space. So what I think will happen next in the rental market is we will see people increasing rent to their tenants mm -hmm. and they either accept or don't. And you go back to your tenant and you say, oh, can you do 750 now instead of 500? If they say no, then you've got quite a good incentive to, to take the property to an estate agent and re-rent it out. So we hope to see rental stock pick up again. Um, it's a, there's a huge demand and supply mismatch. You've, if, if, if I put a $500 cottage up on Property Book, mm -hmm. you will get thousands of visitors a day and you will get hundreds of inquiries. It'll be gone before you know it. Mm -hmm. These properties are not even making it onto, they're not even making it onto estate agents' websites. They're not even making it onto Property Book because if you're an estate agent and, and someone comes to you with a $500 property, mm -hmm. you, you, the, the estate agent already has six people lined up. Yeah who are looking for a final property. So there's a lot of word of mouth for those properties and there's a lot of estate agents um, doing it without even having to market it. So the rental market has gone underground. Yeah. But the inverse is, is interesting now that the, the buying market has increased. So what do you think is the cause of that? It has. It has certainly increased. Um, I think that Zim, Zim has, has, has made that recovery. So there is, there is lots of supply and demand. There, there's, there's a lot of supply. Sorry, there's a lot of demand right now on rentals and on on sales. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a seller's market. Right now, there's a lot of buyers around. I genuinely don't know where it's all coming from. <laughs> I think there's a few very wealthy individuals in Zimbabwe buying a very big chunk of Zimbabwean properties. And what it's doing is people are hearing that, shucks, your property sold for 50%, 30% more than it. I mean, it should have. And mm -hmm. then the next person puts the house on the market. Mm -hmm. So houses come out of the woodworks very quickly when there's decent offers around. Um, and that's that's what I see on that side. Rental side is different. There, there, there is, is the demand, but a lot of that's happening behind closed doors mm -hmm. or uh, it's happening by word of mouth. You know, if I've got a $500 cottage, back to that, I won't even give it to an estate agent right now. I'll put it in a group with a few of my friends and it's gone. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's where I see the, the, that's why I see the mismatch in sales and rentals. For me, it's, it's, it's still striking me as odd that that sales are more than rentals because I see on, on Facebook particularly rental demand is, is pretty high, as you said. Yeah. And why people aren't shelling out because people are earning more USD now. So it's just strange to look at it as you know people are selling their properties more than. Sure. Than that. So that's from the the from the supply side. Yeah. There's lots of sales properties out there. People trying to get good prices. Yeah. And Zim's had a bit of a, a tough time over the last few years. Mm. So some people have also decided, let's get our money offshore. Mm. Let's get our money into hard currency and get out. Mm. Um, so on the supply side, there's lots of properties for sale. And there's lots of buyers. Mm. Well, few buyers buying lots of property. Yeah. And then on the rental side, there's no people wanting to rent out properties. Yeah, and there's lots of people wanting to rent out. So on the supply side, the it's the renters are not there. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the end of it. Um, and mortgages wise, uh, is Zimbabwe shifted when it comes to mortgages? 
I would just say, I, I don't want to say the word non-existent, but the hoops <laughs> you've got to jump through to get a mortgage pulled off in this country is unbelievable. And then by the time you get it, it's in RTGS or Nostra. Mm-hmm. Um, now try get rid of some Nostra. Uh, try to find someone who's yeah. willing to accept Nostra. Because what do you do with Nostra if you're not a big corporate? Yeah. Um, you can't just take it offshore. You can't just put it um, under your pillow and yeah. save it. So... Yeah. So do you think that'll bounce back at any time in the future? Because millennials like me, we want to start owning properties. Mm. So it's difficult to then try to imagine a place where you can't own a house because you have to pay three hundred thousand or whatever it is to get a house. It it made a very good comeback. Um, you know, mortgages have come and gone in Zim for years now. Yeah. I think between two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and sixteen, mortgages made a good comeback and Cabs was offering decent mortgages and mortgages were happening. Um what happened since that is the currency devaluation happened. Yeah. So I don't see mortgages making a comeback until we have one currency that's stable and we trust it. Because CABS is, is um, you, you know, CABS was the one that really pushed mortgages last time. I don't see them mortgaging out properties right now and lending in RTGS. Last time they did that, they, did, they didn't get paid back. Well, mm. they did, but the RTGS was worth nothing. Yeah. So they've been burnt a few times. Um, with interest rates being as high as they are, that does slow it down a bit. As an as individual in Zimbabwe, I certainly wouldn't take a mortgage at 50%. You can tell me the rate's going to run, but for a rate to run 50%, you know, you're well over the 200s now. Yeah. Uh, that's quite a big jump. We've, yeah. we've had a pretty stable year, even though we've had a rate, rate move. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty stable compared to... It definitely hasn't outweighed your interest your interest payments. Yeah. Okay. So on the RTGS side, no. On the US side, there's just such a liquidity shortage mm. of US, both Nostra and US dollars. And as long as there's a liquidity shortage, the banks don't have have the liquidity to lend it on. It's when you've got excess liquidity that the banks are really actively trying to earn interest and mortgage properties out to individuals. Mm. And also Zimbabweans are very uh, borrow shy. They... They kind of don't want to borrow money because we we don't think of credit as as an asset that we can use to leverage for for other assets. Yes. We usually think of it as a liability. It, it kind of is in the business sense. But if you, if you can control it or if you can use it properly, credit is a very good facility to have. Yes. But the trick then comes with banks wanting you to then pay your interest payments off first before you actually start getting to the yeah. meat of the money, which yeah. then becomes a problem. Because I think people figure that out and they were like, no, I might as well like what you're doing, get money, hold it, and then start investing slowly uh, yeah. in buying a property rather than going through the banks. Because like you said, even if it's USD, if we wake up tomorrow and it's been banned, everything you have in holdings in USD is static. Correct. So it just makes it's it only, super complicated. Anything you have, yeah. I think it's a fantastic mentality Zimbabweans have on on credit. I do see it changing. I think it's changed a lot in the last 10 years. And I think it'll drastically, exponentially change in the next 10 years from now as well. But it's a great mentality, you know. Um, if you look at all these cars in the car park here, they owned, you know. Yeah. There's no financing for cars and that. <laughs> so that's that's good. We don't have um, too much, too many debt problems in this country. Um, it is one of the reasons that properties don't sell that easily in Zimbabwe. If you want two hundred fifty thousand dollars for your house and you get offered two hundred thousand, you say no. Right. If you'd offered two hundred forty-five thousand, you still might say no. You want two fifty, and that's that. Um, that's the end of the story. But in countries like South Africa, when people are selling, it's normally because there's, obviously they could be selling and they're not in debt, but a a big portion of the population there has um, mortgages. So when you're selling a property, 
um, you're often in financial trouble there. So when your property is going for 250000 and you get offered two hundred, you might have to take it. Or you wait one more week to see if there's a higher offer. So what that does for the property market in Zim is it's very illiquid because we, got no, we don't have many desperate sellers. Yeah. Um, so where you don't have desperate sellers, you don't have many opportunists just willing to, willing to look, look, for, look for a property to buy, to fix up, to sell. So there's not much house flipping either. Um, so that, at the end of the day, that debt situation makes the property market a lot more sluggish in Zimbabwe. I've seen the flipping market in South Africa has really bloomed. People are now getting into flipping houses. And a friend of mine actually bought a house. She was laughing at me and saying, we're about the same age and you're still renting. Why haven't you bought a house? And I, I went into this conversation of Zimbabwe. I have my friends in South Africa too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the flipping market is interesting because people are actually investing huge amounts of money to turn, you know, um, colonial-style homes into something more modern. Uh, yeah. And people are buying buying them up or renting or, or mortgages. So when do you think Zimbabwe, give a prospective date where we could see something on property books saying, oh, we are now, you can now do mortgages through these agents or these microfinance or these banks. Yeah. What's your estimate? Like, what, what's your guesstimate, I should say? We have engaged with, with a few banks. Um, and we, I, I can't give you a guesstimate. The guesstimate is when the currency stabilizes. When yeah. the currency stabilizes, mortgages start, and then we re-engage with the banks and mortgages come back online. Um, before that happens, there's not much we can do. Regarding the house flipping, um, it's it's a huge business all over the world. In Australia, it's it's massive because you can you can borrow so much on your house and you and then you re, you reborrow and then you buy your next house. Um, you know they got their negative gearing there, which 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 helps. And then um, in Zim, the biggest reason why it can't happen is you've got to get it so right. You can't buy a house for a hundred thousand. And then sell it for one hundred five thousand and make a hundred and make five thousand dollars because you buy it for a hundred thousand dollars for after the lawyers, the state agents, and and all of the fees involved, your your house now your cost price is actually one ten, and then you've got to sell it and capital gains and you've got to really really get have a big margin a big buffer to make a profit on house flipping, so it would be nice if that changed in the future and there were just less fees all around and properties moved around a bit quicker. And then the way taxes we've got in Zimbabwe, uh, transaction taxes and all that, I think it's, it's, it's really sad to get to a point where we're double taxed. Yes. I think that makes people market share as well to kind of go into housing. Because I'm sure the intermediate money transfer tax kicks in at some point yes. through, your, through your transaction flow. Maybe it might be at a lower threshold. But I think that is one of the things that they need to figure out, yeah. especially in housing, because it then just makes it difficult for, for people to, to formalize, to get the money from, uh, from informal renters and, 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 and yeah. from sellers onto the formal market where people can actually trade through banks instead of doing it. Sure. So the the tax, the the bureaucratic slash tax situation in Zim slash foreign forex really just slows all of that down. The informal market, they want to stay informal. There are no benefits to moving into the formal market because you you, you try to do it. There's a, you've got a willing, willing buyer, a willing seller. It's not so bad now. There's a lot of ways around it, um, legal ways um, around it. But if you in the beginning of the currency crisis when we, we all had to use US dollars and then we re-dollarized on that, you would have a situation where you're a willing buyer, a willing seller, but you can't transact. There's just no legal way of you transacting, you ducking and diving, and that's just not good for anyone. So the informal market is not incentivized to join the formal market um, because of the taxes and, and just all the excessive fees, never mind the paperwork, in, in doing all of that. All right. 
So what can we expect from Public Book just around off in the next, let's say, year aside from rental management? What have you guys got cooking? In the next year, we are going to be pushing our Property Book Media division quite hard. Um, you know, we, we are the marketing arm for estate agents. If you want Facebook, mailing list, mm. online exposure, we, we handle all of that for you. Um, we are your software arm as well. We build your websites. We house your. We ha- we we host your websites. We host your emails. We pay for your domains. So we really help agents there. The next thing we want to help agents do is is with photography and drone footage. Right. You know, um, back to the situation of we are an outsourcing arm. Right. Instead of paying a photographer full time to work for your company for the whole month, and they have the odd job here and there, you know. Give us a call. We've got our um, our photographer on standby, drone footage, photography, and we'll come and do everything for you. We also know what the users want to see. So something we think that we are trying to change is is the length of videos. Um, you'll see a lot of property videos out there, four minutes, five minutes. I get bored. <laughs> I get bored after about nine seconds when I watch a video. Yeah. So we've limited our videos to 30 seconds. Um, that includes... Two drone drone clips, and we pan through a few photos, and that's the end. From watching that video, you know whether you're interested in that house or not. Right. Then it's up to you to phone the estate agent and actually go see it in person. I don't want to take you through a four-minute video to really see what what the dog's house looks like, what the gate looks like. There's no need for all of that. Right. Um, Overview drone drone footage in and out of the property from different angles. Now you know what the outside looks like, and you know what the garden looks like. Yeah. Few photos of inside. I mean, if you if I had to show you three photos of our house, I've already you've already set the tone of whether you think this house is worth or not. So that's going to be a big push from us, the property book media division, yeah. which which, as you would know, video is the way is the way everything is going. So we want to take property into video um, into into that space which is interesting you said that because uh, a bunch of people on on forums especially reddit uh, when they have the subreddits for for managing directors they say the biggest um the the biggest demand for skills right now is actually not developers it's people who can take good videos and images of products yes. because that's what's selling now because everything's online Correct, so yeah. if you can get that rolling that'll be incredible because it'll just stop us from having to you know go through needless amount of time and now it's more tiktok you know instagram reels yes. people are the attention span is very short you have it's to getting quicker people, yeah, it's getting yeah quick. you have to get sure. people's attention really quickly if you yeah. don't you're going to suffer because people are just going to click out and yeah. i think facebook does a really good job by showing you eight second or five second views to see people who were who were actually hooked in the first five seconds yes, to stay and then, yeah. yeah so that i think, that, I think that's that, that's excellent. yeah so that's why we've launched our on show website is is people don't want to spend hours searching for a property so mm. on show you log on to it and i'm here in greendale mm. And let's say I want to buy a property in Greendale. I'm just going to log on to Onshow every day. I'm not even. I might not even go on to to other state agents' websites or or contact any agents. I might just every day log on to Onshow. Is there anything in Greendale? Yes, there is. There's two properties, and the show day is between two two and four p.m. Yeah. And then I can go to those two show days in my own time. I've mm-hmm. got there's a there's a gap. I'm not trying to coordinate a meeting with someone. Um, you know. It's, it just cuts down your time. So we're trying to cut down time for users on searching for a property on don't even go look at the property unless you know that you're interested in it. If you watch, if you watch our video on 10 different properties, you will know which three you want to go look at. Mm-hmm. The other seven might look great from one photo mm-hmm. and you, the agent 
um, convinces you to go and have a look at it. But if we had to show you our video, you would know whether it's, whether it's worth it or not. Awesome. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for inviting us out. And I'll leave links to probably book and all the affiliate sites in the description uh, so you can guys can read a lot. For the guys on the article side, yeah, you'll get all the information you need. Thanks, uh, about, uh, yeah, Thanks very much for inviting us out. And yeah, it was, it was eye-opening. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Cheers.